Well, hello everyone, welcome back to the fourth episode of the Fanfiction Tapes. I'm going to be your host today, Maya, and I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Dylan, I'm back. I'm so happy to be back, yeah. <laughs> and I am, as always, our producer, Ian. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about tropes. Uh, specifically, we're doing a trope roundtable, which is kind of a special episode where we take a trope, we digest the history and origins of it, we talk about that a little bit to you guys, we talk about kind of some of the common and uncommon uses that we've seen, and then we talk about our feelings about the trope. And we'll be doing these episodes every fourth episode of the month. Uh, today's trope is Once Upon a Time, um, a pretty classic one for beginnings, one of the quintessential beginnings in stories. Uh, I'm sure everyone's uh, heard it, or a variation of it, as there are, there is some version of this beginning for stories in nearly every language. Most of them, not all of them, most of them are similar to Once Upon a Time. Some of them are completely different, but a good chunk of them are. It is a trope that will often show up and stuff, yeah. It's sort of the classic, if you think about any sort of fairy tale from a certain period of time, even if it isn't, like, in the original work, you still associate Once Upon a Time with that work. Like, it's sort of a trope to say, any fairy tale or any fairy tale sort of inspired work, we immediately associate Once Upon a Time with that. <laughs> yeah, there was even a, a show by Disney not too long ago called Once Upon a Time that was taking, I think, stuff from fairy tales and doing, like, a modern retelling, which, if it weren't you know, Disney would probably be exactly my shit. Wow. Absolutely brutal there. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking Disney's, it to the mouse. Disney products are usually insufficiently gay for me. One of the world's biggest Idle House fans, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to kind of get into this and why we're talking about this today is once upon a time, it's when you hear that, you know you're hearing a story, you know you're hearing a fairy tale or reading one, as the case may be. Right, you know what's going on. It's a very, very efficient way at communicating to the reader, the listener, the consumer that this is what's going on. And that kind of gets into what tropes are. Tropes are functionally literary shortcuts to communicate information, which sounds a little boring, but that's why we're talking about it. Tropes often, especially in fan fiction, get maligned a bit for being basic or bad writing. And that's, I believe we've mentioned that before in previous episodes, but that's just not true. Tropes are not inherently bad. They are. Like, pretty much everything that can be good or bad, depending on how you use it. And there, I use tropes all the time as a writer, because they're useful. It allows me to communicate information to my readers easier. It's just that. Dylan, do you have any um, insights on how tropes might be used from outside of writing? Or with, like, D&D? I mean, within D&D, there's always the tropes. I mean, when I, I started uh, my first campaign, as Ian can tell you proudly, uh, with the classic D&D trope of, well, of course, the party were meeting a tavern for the first time. Mm -hmm. I'd say, yeah, as, as far as D&D goes, uh, I'd say that you meet in a tavern is basically equivalent to once upon a time. Pretty much. Uh, there are other tropes... You'll have the big dragon, uh, you'll uh, have the long winding dungeon, liches, 
you know, vampires, whatever, you'll always have that those sort of tropes from a D&D perspective in there. And then when it comes to character creation, you'll also have tropes. You know, you have the one who's linked to maybe, you know, more of a hero's journey type of character that you would find in normal media. A lot of those sort of things also come around when designing characters. I try to avoid that tropes as much as possible, not because I think tropes are bad, but because I like to create uh, very weird and unique characters that (laughs) typically grab people's attention. (laughs) Yeah, I guess kind of our first talking point about Once Upon a Time is kind of the origins of it. And this was actually kind of hard to find and as near as I can tell there's not a lot of consensus because some sources I found uh, say that it's a translation of a phrase from German or French but others say it's an English specific thing whatever the origin is it's a very very old and very classic phrase in English some of the earliest stuff I could find was from the mid 13th century using something like once upon a time or something similar because obviously language evolves uh to start a story i know this appears in the canterbury tales um but i don't think it starts a story so it's very old and a lot of languages and cultures have their own version of it actually my favorite one that i found while reading up on this was in korean and it's just to me it's seems very strange it's when the tigers used to smoke, as in referring to like smoking tobacco. Interesting. <laughs> There's also some neat ones, and I believe it was in Kazakh, was over seven mountains and over seven rivers. That was also particularly neat. It's just, I'm a Destiny player, I like the number seven. <laughs> the, the specification and repetition of seven was uh, unique to me. And now that we've gone a little bit into the origins and history of the trope. It's very, very old storytelling. Probably originated with some form of oral storytelling, but the sources I was able to find weren't very clear. How about some common uses of it? And this is... Unless you live under a rock like me, you've probably read something like this. And, the, you know, the pretty common use to think of is, okay, you're introducing some form of fairy tale or mythology... Uh, something that isn't necessarily true, but is presented as such, right? The way that kind of uh, essential part of the medium is that the teller is presenting it like it is factual truth. And for me, I'm going to draw from my childhood to talk about this, is Bionicle. Um, They take a variation of it when doing it, but in the time before time is, I believe, the phrase used. And, like, the opening of the Bionicle movies, um, and I think some of the books, is this is an oral tradition being told to a in-universe audience by a character in the universe. It is being told literally by a village elder of sorts to villagers. And I always thought that was neat, was how they used kind of this classic, okay, this is, you're hearing a fairy tale, and it's being presented as the truth, and it, kind of in-universe is the truth. It's very neat the way that's kind of all muddled and relates to the way that, well, fairy tales evolve and get told. 
Uh, and when we talk about sort of different variations on Once Upon a Time, yeah, you also have the classic Star Wars uh, one. The classic. Uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's sort of like one of the more modern ones. And when we talk about stuff like that, uh, I always say a funny thing that it's so weird that Star Wars worked when... You know, you go to watch a movie. The first thing you don't want to do is read. <laughs> so it's it's funny how that became so iconic. When if you ask someone, "Hey, you got to go to this movie," the first two and a half minutes is just pure reading. It's like, why why would I just buy a book? <laughs> I don't go to the movies to read. <laughs> like thinking on that now, yeah, that doesn't. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I have honestly never questioned that until now. <laughs> <laughs> Once you point it out, it's like, how did people think this was a good idea? Of course, it comes back to stuff that George Lucas was inspired by, uh, mm-hmm. Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. which also had yeah. the same thing. Uh, but even then, it's like, did that trope work back then? I mean, <laughs> but, by uh, the time by the time the original Star Wars were made, Flash Gordon hadn't been a thing for what several decades at that point. I don't think. Well, at least two, right? I'm not familiar. I've actually never heard of Flash Gordon before, so... Uh, well, anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> when you think about that, it does... I will say that when you use Once Upon a Time or something like that in, in different media, even, you know, it might... It, even in written form, it might seem a bit more cliche these days. And we're sort of in the postmodern idea of Once Upon a Time, where it's, okay, now how do we use this in a different way and that's sort of the idea now it's like when when the trope evolves into uh making it a using the tool for something it might not have been intended to you know it's sort of a an an, uh, ironic way around those sorts of edges you i don't have any examples but i think that's sort of the the period in now i don't think anyone of a certain appealing to a certain age of audience would write once upon a time so, something I, like and uh, ironically <laughs> mystery science theater 2000s um in the not too distant future uh next sunday 80 which which is itself a, a often considered a separate trope yeah yeah it sort of establishes oh this ain't in your time son <laughs> this is the <laughs> but future. it could be it's mm. it's the future, but not very far off. It's the thing. Whenever you put numbers to like the future, people immediately go, "What the hell?" It's like uh, Back to the Future uh, too. Back to the Future. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, pe- um, people where's like, my what? hoverboard? <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the um, Back to the Future two on the day that it supposedly happened. Because I'm I, I'm a fan. I like Doc Brown. <laughs> the ultra three D movies. <laughs> <laughs> what a series <laughs> what a series indeed but yeah uh, like the once upon a time trope now it sort of encompasses more than just that phrase in of more than just once upon a time it's it's become more yeah. than that it's it's sort of any intro into a story that can be used more than once in sort of a way to establish this story once upon a time, you immediately think fairy tales, sort of in the past, anywhere between, sort of, you know, 
you know, like 900 uh, to like the 1800s because it works in such a long distance of time, just once upon a time. Like, you, you think you could throw that onto like, uh, like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, but you can also throw it onto like a story from like the 900s about this. <laughs> Basically, if, if feudalism or sort of a, a system like that exists, Once Upon a Time can fit into it, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it definitely does fit well with more um, monarchical um, time periods. Yeah, it's, and then you get the post-ironic ones, it's like Once Upon a Time, and then it's just like, last week. <laughs> and that's sort of like the modern usage, you think. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like flipping stuff like that. Um, which I, I probably should be obvious given the series that I like, but I, I like the kind of stuff taking something like Once Upon a Time and going, okay, we're going to do this to, you know, set you up for these certain expectations and we're going to subvert them in a few ways. Didn't uh, Shrek use that? <laughs> oh yeah, Shrek, I is, like Shrek. Shrek is a lot of subversion of uh, fairy tale tropes. Yeah, and a very good subversion. I guess it's actually a good segue to more unusual uses of the trope, ones that just are a little stranger. I I couldn't really think of any unprepared for the episode. I <laughs> Maybe I just need to go back through my library again and read the whole thing. Uh, I'm not one who's particularly read a lot of the older work. Uh, and in terms of modern work, I, you know, I typically avoided more stories like that. <laughs> That's um, fair my, um, look, looking over at my books, just like, yeah, Stephen King, George R. R. Martin. Uh, yeah, I, I don't um, think many of those stories, the ones I've read at least, start with that sort of thing. I, I've, I've seen a few theories that would posit this has, um, it's, that, uh, this phrase has its origins in Arthurian legend. And I... My first encounters with Arthurian legend I didn't like. But I've, I've come around on it. I had a class on it a little while ago. Was it too straight for you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, w- one of two books I have, like, been unable to continue reading after picking it up is T.H. White's The Once and Future King. Mm-hmm. I just... I got bored with it. And said, no, I can't read it. It's boring. And, I mean, I've, I've read some other stuff. Yvain is the one that comes to mind, because I wrote a whole essay about how gender is presented in Yvain. I'm not familiar with these words. Can you tell me, like, a bit more about them? <sighs> it's been a hot minute. Um, it's spelled Y-V-A-I-N. There's a whole thing about how love is presented in Arthurian legend, and you can either be the one loving or the one who is loved. And as I recall, Yvain, typically, the knight is the one loving, whereas the woman is the loved. And as I recall, Yvain, in some ways, kind of plays with that a little bit and inverts it. Well, uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, toot my anime horn over here, but it sounds uh, like a series I watched, a very popular series, uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, (laughs) where the premise is, Whoever falls in love first is the loser, <laughs> because, uh, as it says in the first intros, uh, in a relationship, there is always, you know, that sort of trope, the one that's being manipulated, sort of, 
but yeah. Uh, that's that's a little screwy. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't worry. It's a great series. You should watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I should. <laughs> Getting Maya to watch a show based <laughs> based around a hetero in a rom com. Oh, I'm asking for a lot there. You are asking for a lot there. <laughs> but it's very funny. So That said, it's also very easy to bait me into watching stuff. One of our mutual friends, all he had to do was tell me there might be lesbians in Arcane to get me to put it on my radar like <laughs> six or seven months out before it was released. Well, as someone who's read the entire manga of uh, Gagia Summer, there might be lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, hook, line, and sinker. We got them, boys. I guess to kind of round out this shorter episode for the day, or at least the um, main discussion, how do we all feel about the trope? Do we like seeing it? Do we not? Do we use it ourselves, even? I don't think I would ever use it myself, personally. I find it to be sort of... Uh, like, when you're talking about tropes, there are levels to them, and using sort of, a, you know, like a story trope or a trope that affects a narrative, I think I would use. And, you know, as, as someone who is greatly, you know, inspired by Japanese games and other stuff, you know, I, I'll put a, a white-haired swordsman in there, you know, anti-hero. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I don't feel like using... Like, I feel like the time has passed to where I could use a once upon a time, you know, start of my story trope. I feel like, literally, I just feel it's very difficult to incorporate that without someone going, oh, what, what is this story? What year did this come out? <laughs> like, it immediately presents my work as something that's not mine, because I feel like a person my age wouldn't use that. <laughs> Um, that's kind of funny because as I was saying, you know, is this something we have used or would use? I was, I was thinking to myself, man, I should use that in something. I should do something with that because it implies a narrative style that I don't usually write with. And it would probably be a neat challenge for myself to uh, kind of go out of my typical writing zone and do that. And also I like uh, futzing about in fantasy and doing weird stuff. So I would probably have an absolute blast playing with that i as a reader i don't know yeah I, I don't i just don't know how i feel about it it's i suppose really for me it depends most on how you use it what you make of it really more than that i'm i'll either probably really enjoy it or just not even really be whelmed by it it'll just, it's just be sort of, of there it exists yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it'll be for me if you don't use it well. Ian, any thoughts before we close out? I'm kind of neutral on on the trope myself. I don't I don't really have any strong feelings one way or another. Although, um, might be a little late to use to 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 bring this up because it might fall under unusual uses. Um, I have a feeling I see it more often, less as a actual beginning of a story. And more of a beginning of a story within a story. Like, I'm trying to think, oh. does Hoyd ever actually use the phrase once upon a time when he's telling his stories in Stormlight Archive? I don't know. That's, oh, that's tempting to pull out my Way of Kings and check. So you would refer to 
the meta usage of the trope by characters themselves. I'm I'm trying to think of of how to bring this out this up without being too spoilery. <laughs> Secret Project One: Tress of the Emerald Sea. Oh, that's right. I need to get that. Yeah, it is narrated by Hoyd, framed as Hoyd telling a story to an audience somewhere. Um, and it doesn't actually begin once upon a time, but the tone of it feels like a once upon a time. Does anyone else have anything we can add? Or are we wrapping this up? I think that's about it for today. This was an interesting one to talk about, and surprisingly hard. So, uh, to wrap things up, um, we don't have anything today in our mailbag, I believe. Is that correct? No, we do not. Um, so I guess Maybe just... people should start sending some stuff into our mailbag, and then we can yeah. add a segment. <laughs> I mean, at the time of recording, we've only got two episodes out, so... Yes, that's true. We are recording episodes the day before um, the previous episode airs, so we're usually a little bit behind if stuff gets sent in. That's why... Um, but as usual, you can always email us at, I believe, fanfictapes at gmail.com or um, tweet at us at Twitter at, at fanfictiontapes. If you have anything like that for us, we'd love to take questions and answer them here on the show. And to wrap things up, uh, our prompt for this week is to write a story including Once Upon a Time. Um, we're keeping it kind of vague, so if you want, you can go with kind of that more modern... Um, uh, ironic usage of it, or you can just tell a fairy tale. Either one, or something else we haven't talked about or thought of here. We'd love to see that from you. Uh, and if you can, uh, if you tweet it at us with the hashtag, uh, hashtag fanfictiontapes, and we like it, we'll see if we can feature it on the show. Until next time, I have been and continue to be Maya. I am Dylan. And I have been Ian. Bye!